Yes. So, you know who I hate? I hate starting everyone like that, but like, you know. Guess who I hate today? <laughs> yeah, this weekend, who I hate. Uh, you hate non-zombies? Yes. I hate all non-zombies are the worst. Living people. I wonder if zombies have a term for people who aren't mm. zombies. Interesting. Food, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what you know, like what how makes a difference in, in Harry zombie, Potter? Yeah. They call them muggles, and but like zombies are just humans we that call, have oh, some wait. sort of fever or something, right? Some sort of disease. I guess. So maybe they call us like. I feel like there isn't a consistent mythology in terms of zombies, like. Oh. In some stories, this is the case. In other stories, that's the case. I guess I was thinking of the community episode. Then they become zombies because it was like too hot, and they turn the air conditioning and I don't they're think all that's the case, though. Well, it's not the reputable zombie information source that I needed. I guess right. community is the Wikipedia of zombies. It is, and that has been this week in zombies. <laughs> oh, nice. This So, who I hate. It has to do with driving, which I think we've talked about before, but... Once or twice. Yeah. In the rain, when it's raining... You hate... People that drive in the rain. Yes. That don't turn on their lights. Nope. That's against the law, so... I let the police deal with that. People who don't let pedestrians cross in front of them when it's raining... And here's my main thing I'm thinking of, like, at the grocery store. So, like, I've parked my car, and I'm walking to the grocery store, but, you know, in between me and the store, the car's just going by. You're in your car. Right. I'm out in the rain. I don't carry an umbrella, or I don't have, I don't put up the hood. Do you own an umbrella? We have some, but I don't, okay, A. Do they make you feel like uh, Neville Chamberlain? They make me feel a little feminine, yeah. Neville Chamberlain. Like Neville Chamberlain. (laughs) Well, he's English. Um... Because what do you do with it? You know, like when you get into the store, I guess you can set it in the cart or something. I don't know. I don't carry a purse. I don't carry an umbrella. Like I, I like to be unencumbered. In case I the carry shit two goes purses, down, but no and I need to. Uh, I need to fight. This so, actually, this actually uh, pertains to me a lot in my neighborhood when I go down H Street uh-huh. to my house. Uh, because there's, like, walkways to McKinley Park. Right. And then by the hospital there. Right. And... And if it's a sunny, clear day, well, F, F you, Walker, you should get a car. <laughs> get a car, hippie, and I'll speed on by. But if it's in the rain... Yeah. Then, you know, I'm gonna let people walk. Yeah. And... You're, you're at least, like, 3% a decent human being. <laughs> Thank you. It's up this year. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's my thing, is, like... Look at the person out in the elements and look at you sitting in your car. Why would you not let them cross in front of you? And especially, you know, on H Street, you're driving at, what, 30, 40 miles an hour. In a parking lot, you're basically coasting somewhere. True. I mean, why are you not... It's not going to slow you down. Why are you not going to let someone go? So I think people should be more like us in this regard. Yeah, but like today, they should be more like us because they should let people... Cross the street or parking lot in the rain. Person in the rain always has it's a greater need way. than yeah. Person out of the rain. What if the person in the rain has an umbrella? Still applies. Yeah. Okay. Because unless Cold. it's one of those like huge golf umbrellas, but like an umbrella, 
you're still getting the wind and you know the mist and things. I think it also, and maybe this is wrong. Maybe it goes against like the essence of it. But I think it matters who the person is. Well, I think like if it's, it's like some old lady, oh, okay. I'm much more likely to do it. Whereas if it's some young guy <laughs> holding like a skateboard, Hitler, F you, dude, Hitler trying to cross the street in front of you. Yeah, I don't make a huge distinction on the person. I don't think I judge the person based on physical attraction. Oh well, I didn't say I don't judge them. <laughs> But I don't, I don't know that I, I, you know, would or would not let them go in the rain. And I also don't judge the amount of rain. If it's mm. a, a fine mist or a heavy downpour, you're still out in it. And I say, pass in front of me, weary traveler. Right. I don't say that. It's, I hate to do this, but it seems like more than hatred, this, this is more of a love for you. You're showing love to the hmm. people outside rather than the hate to the people that don't let them pass. Maybe. I hate, I hate to like. Uh, yeah. I hate to like. You shake my some, very uh, chunks in your armor there, but uh, <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, that's true. You, you need to step it up a little bit next time in terms of the hatred. I'm occasionally accidentally compassionate. Mm. <laughs> you need to work on that. Yeah. Well. Okay. Um, so you yes. Recently saw a film. I did. I, well, not even recently. I saw a week ago. I saw True Grit. But it was in 2011. It was not in oh, 2011. it was in 2010. It was in 2010. Okay. Um, and it has stuck with me all this time. It was excellent. I don't know why. But I saw True Grit and... You don't uh, know why you saw it or you don't know why it was excellent? I don't know why I think it was so excellent. I mean, I, I obviously thought I would like it, which is why I went to see it. You kind of have a crush on Jeff Bridges. <sighs> I'm really enjoying old, grizzled Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Like in Country Heart or whatever. Crazy, Crazy Heart. Heart and uh, and this. And Lebowski, but he wasn't old and grizzled, yeah. I guess. But, yeah, I'm really enjoying, I don't know, a crush. I'm just... You know. He's no Morgan Freeman. Or some other... <laughs> Well-known gay actor. He's about that age. <laughs> um, Ian McKellen? Yeah. He's, he's gay. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so good. And like, I, I can't articulate why, but everything about it, like visually, the way it was shot, it was beautiful. Um, the music was Damon good. Matt Damon is in it. They really don't show that a lot in the previews, like... Yeah, which is odd, but I'm, I I think that that speaks to it. It's like this movie is good on its own. It's not like you know Ocean's Twelve, where they've got to play up who's in it more than the plot. Right. This movie, like I think the story and, and well, stuff sells itself. I think itself. the people who are who this movie appeals to, like the people like your dad, mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges, is more appealing than Matt that's Hayden. true. And also, the main character is the little girl. And uh, apparently, she's excellent. And apparently, um, the book, it's based on a book, and the book was told from, like, the little girl's point of view, or I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's first person, but, you know, it's, it's, she is the main character, and you're kind of seeing the world through her eyes, and Mm -hmm. so, there was a lot of focus on her. In fact, I was reading Entertainment Weekly, like, at the different award shows, they're not sure if she's a supporting actress or a lead actress in nominating her Mm -hmm. for awards and stuff, but... Regardless, what she's does, worthy what of being does nominated. Draw the line there. Is it like screen time? I got the impression, it be, wouldn't it? I got the impression that it was whatever they're submitted for. Like, I don't think you could submit. 
I don't know. I mean, could you submit Harrison Ford as supporting actor in Indiana Jones? You know, no, probably not. So. But if that's the box, I mean, like when when they would do, uh, you know, the whole cast of Friends or something gets nominated and they're all going to be supporting actors. I I've got the feeling it's more like that was what they chose to do or something. I don't know. I mean, she's not. She doesn't have her name above the title, you know, on the poster. So. Does that make her a supporting actress? She's in nearly every scene, though. Um, yeah, I don't know what the rules are. But I guess there's a question about this for her. Is like, what... And Well, see, I think, I think it is arbitrary, too. Because I think the article is saying, like, she's a better chance of winning supporting actress or something than lead That's actress. That's lame, though. Like, who, are the, who is the competition in this category <laughs> no. as opposed to this category? I thought you would like that part. The strategy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The strategy, the competitive nature... I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate that to some extent, but at the same time... So maybe there's some gray area. Yeah. Like, if someone's obviously the star of a film, you can't, you can't nominate them as, you know, best supporting actor. I, I, I'd be okay with it if it really was a gray area. But you can't tell, you can't say definitively that she should be a lead actress in it? She's well... She's in it, like, the whole time? I guess so. I mean, just because she's a no-name actress doesn't mean that she's not the... Well, that's part of... That's, I guess, my... Like, she's a kid, and she's a no-name actress, so, like, it feels more supporting, but... And it's about her, right? right? Yeah. What was amazing, too, is it is about her, and it follows, like, the dialogue straight out of the book. So when I go back to my dad's house, he has this old, yellowed copy of the book that he got when he was a kid. (laughs) <laughs> when you beat on it. Some people write their name on the inside of the jacket. My dad... Uh, he puts a scent on it. Yeah, he took a took a lesson from the dogs and he marks it. He um, John Wayne. I flipped to a page in the book and like the dialogue was, was exactly as it was in the movie. Makes me want to read the book. Not hard, my dad's copy. <laughs> hard to read a book after you've seen the movie, I feel. Yeah. It is. But it's, Same. you know, I'll get through it. I don't think it's going to make me read any slower than I already do. That's true. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't consider myself a huge Western fan. I mean, I liked Tombstone and Unforgiven. Never saw Unforgiven. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, it was all right. I love that movie. We watched it the night Judy came over to sell us T-shirts. Remember? Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's some good. Uh... Yeah. Timberwood memories. Knowledge there. Um, yeah, it was just so... Were so we drinking Boone's Farm at the time? We were together at Timberwood, <laughs> so I assume. I don't know. Like, I, it, it's... I'm not a huge Western fan. I enjoy Jeff Bridges, but I don't know that I've seen a Jeff Bridges movie in the theaters prior to this. Um, really? You know? It's like, it, there was nothing about it that drew me to it, and yet I was like, I think I'm going to like that. And initially, I was like, "Oh, I should take my dad." Uh, you would see, like I'm pretty sure uh, Iron Man. Okay, yes, I've seen Iron Man, but that's not a Jeff Bridges movie. I think he's a supporting, supporting actor <laughs> in that. Um, yeah, it's so good. Did you see it yet? No, no. Why not? You go to the movies more than I do. Okay, let's get to this. Uh, you uh, told me that you found some statistic about 2010 box office. Yes, I also that. read that in Entertainment Weekly, that ticket sales were down for the first time in like five years. In terms of the number of tickets, well, I think the number and the amount actually grossed, but like the number of tickets sold went down. 
when you said that I see a lot of movies, it made me think about that because I don't, I don't feel like I saw a ton of movies in 2010. And I certainly don't remember a lot of movie experiences from 2010. Right. In terms of in the theater. I think I went to like two or three maybe in the theater. There was Harry Potter, there was True Grit, and, and oh, we saw something in L.A. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Grown Ups? Grown Ups, yeah. That was really not memorable. It was probably all the times I made it to the theater in 2010. Did you see Iron Man 2 in the theaters? Yes. Why do I always forget about Iron you, Man? You hate Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> um, okay, yes, yeah, so I saw Iron Man 2. But uh, anyways, it's very rare. And think about when we were like seniors in high school or our oh, freshman yeah, year of college. Cool. Yeah, like when we were in well, high we school. We would see crappy movies. <laughs> Well, in, which are the uh, inspiration for my 1997 films questions? <laughs> Our freshman year of uh, college, we didn't have cars, we didn't have a lot to do, so mm. we were our. Uh, and we our, had two movie theaters. Our bar was set low, yeah, and we would go and movie hop and see like two at a time. UTC ones sucked, yeah, and stunk. We would see, we'd see anything though in the theater, pretty much. You know what stunk? This is not going to matter. The ice Anybody, rink. yeah, the ice rink at UTC. Oh, man, yeah. that just brought me back. Um, so yeah, our, our bar was we should, we should go back to that ice rink and that little Burger King that was there. Oh, God. The I bet it still that's stinks. now a sports chalet or something. Really? Yeah, I know that that's what it turned into. Mm. Anyway, um, but um, at least when we were, when we'd go every Friday after school, we had some, like, discernment. It'd be like, here's all the movies opening this Friday. Okay, this one sounds the best. We weren't going to go I see... I don't know that we had discernment. I just think the movies were better in 1997. I think that's why... Let me ask you my 1997 film question. Okay. Uh, We'll see if you can get it after the first section of it. Okay. Uh, What 1997 film starring Michael Douglas and Sean Penn? The Game. There you go. You you (laughs) didn't even get the rest of it. That was such a good movie. I haven't seen it since I asked the question, and Alex Hall was there, and Uh he says that he said it was his favorite movie of all time. Nice. I was like, I've never heard anyone say that about that before, but it was really good. It was really good. It was good, and I haven't seen it since we saw it in the theater in yeah. 1997. I think it would have rewatchability, definitely, because there was there's some big the plot twist. twist. The oh, the twist! But the of last, course, like, I don't don't say it. The last like eight to ten minutes of that movie are fantastic. Because I don't remember. Well, I vaguely remember it, but I don't really remember it, and so I feel like it'd be rewatchable. If I hadn't seen Usual Suspects in the last fifteen years or whatever it's been. I could watch that, and I would probably know, like, hey, there's going to be a twist, or I know something's going to come. That was another trivia question. But I wouldn't know what it was. The guy who died, Pete Postlethwaite? Yeah. What character did he play? Kobayashi. Yeah. yeah. You really would have done well if you had gone on Tuesday. Well, that's out of town. Yes. I couldn't have phoned it in. Well, you, trivia you, you and Zach were the only ones to get uh, Baltimore Orioles for the Seinfeld question. <laughs> and he was there either? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so anyway, getting back to films from 2010, after yeah. our brief 1997 film slash UTC uh, <laughs> sidebar. 97 was the greatest year <laughs> for films and or third-rate San Diego malls. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not even third. Um, anyway, <laughs> I I was thinking back to the films that I saw in 1990, or, 2010. Yeah. There were only three films that I remember that are that are really memorable for me in terms of watching in the theater mm-hmm. one was avatar which you did not see i did not see one was inception i did not see wow <laughs> and the third i'm pretty sure you didn't see either scott pilgrim i did not see 
Now, the reason that those are memorable to me are all because of the, like, visual creativity of them. Oh, that's good. Okay. Avatar was, you know, in 3D, and it was, like, all, like, CGI, most, you know, largely CGI, and and was visually stunning. Mm Mm-hmm. And therefore necessitated a theater viewing for me. Right. Uh, Inception, kind of in the same way. At least at first, I, when I saw the the trailers and stuff, I thought, "All right, Inception is going to be a crazy story, but visually, it's going to be really cool." Mm-hmm. That's how they reeled me in. And I think we talked about this podcast. It was kind of in reverse. Like, not that the visuals sucked, but the story and the acting I thought was much better than the like visual craziness right and that's good to hear because i think one of the reasons i didn't go see avatar and i don't feel a need to see it i don't have a need to see it is like it's too much hype about the the visual things it's the same reason maybe it maybe i was uh turned off about that by the star wars prequels but having grown up in the early 80s when star wars movies were out and that's you know what you watch and stuff i was like oh this will be cool like you know cameras you know the 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 actual real life qualities of movie making have gotten better in terms of equipment and things like these movies will be great but it just was all people in front of green screens pretending to interact Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. you know cartoons and it was and not even in a cool roger rabbit kind of way it was just like it was all fake it was you know, 95% fake, and that just doesn't appeal to me at all. You know what the real jumping the shark point was for it, I think? What? Uh, Hamlet at uh, Tower Theater when we were seniors. Remember with Mr. Roberts' class? Yeah. Remember? There were visual effects? Yeah. The, at the, the, it was broken up into two parts, and there was right. an intermission. And the end of the first part, he's like standing in these mountains in Denmark or wherever, and it's, like, ridiculously poorly green screen. <laughs> oh, see, I don't remember that at all. And he's, like, it's, like, I just remember it was, like, seeing a car wreck. <laughs> it was horrible. It's like, a stick figure drawing of a mountain behind <laughs> it. That and uh, when we saw the uh, advanced screening of Speed 2. <laughs> with no visual effects. <laughs> with, the, with the visual effects unpolished and unfinished. That was awesome. Because I like, feel like, uh, what's this boat crashing into? There, there were, like, <laughs> shots of townspeople, like, looking up yelling, and then just, like, a blank slate that yeah. said, you know, boats Boat, will yeah. go here. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. But, I mean, I, like, that's one of the reasons I liked True Grit, too. There's no special effects. Uh, I mean, there's no special effects that they didn't do also in 1960, you know, in terms of fake bullets going off under right. someone's shirt, you know, and that kind of thing. Like, I mean, they don't actually shoot people in the movies? <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, you're crushing it for me. I don't want to ruin the ending, but yeah. Um, like, I heard Jeff Bridges actually died for that role, no? <laughs> he did. And our sins. Okay. Um, wow. <laughs> I told you I really liked Jeff Bridges. Like, to me, the... You know, making cameras HD and the clearer and the audio better and the, the, you know, whatever. I like improving upon what existed in the old days. Mm -hmm. But the ability to just create things out of thin air and stuff. I mean, that's a video game. I enjoy video games, but I also enjoy movies and I keep them separate, you know? Do you remember when um, Tracy... Jordan was trying to create a porn video game, <laughs> yeah. and it was explained to him that there's a certain point at which, like, 
the reality of a hot female character like crosses this line and no longer becomes attractive. It was like, do do you remember this? Yeah. It's like that's why the porn video game can't be done because like at a certain point it's okay, but then you cross the line where it's too real and then it gets it it becomes Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) Right, 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 exactly. Like so, that's your problem. Your problem with it is the um, that there's too much visual stuff. Yeah, too much, too much fake stuff. I don't. I don't. So know. why don't I mean, you go see something like Black Swan? Because I can't tell what it's about, but I know it involves ballet and Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis looking at Natalie Portman looking weird. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Mm. But they're also like 80 pounds each in it, which is not Oh, good. no. Yeah. 80 pounds of all boob? Negative. <laughs> just of zero Just boob. one boob? Oh. Maybe for Mila Kunis, but definitely not for Natalie Portman. Yeah. No, that doesn't... Yeah, that doesn't appeal either. I'm hard to please as a moviegoer, and that's probably why I don't go to the movies very often. Are you often hard <laughs> to please? <laughs> I am. Just ask the <laughs> restaurant owner of New York City. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Okay, um, I think one of the I think one of the main problems with it is that, like for Avatar, for example, mm-hmm. it's already on HBO. Yeah, the things, transition the turnaround time, is so yeah, quick from theater to DVD or whatever is really fast. Yeah, and so it see in my mind, unless it's something like Avatar or Inception, something where there's like cool visuals that I really want to see on a big screen, right? I can wait a couple months and I'll be able to watch it through Netflix, right? I was I was just talking to Zach about that at your house, and we're saying like, um, yeah, when I when I see a good trailer for a movie I like, or you know something, or something on TV, or I hear read about it in Entertainment Weekly, my first instinct is to put it in my Netflix queue. Is not like, oh hey, we should go see this. I mean, right. I think one of the reasons I wanted to go see True Grit was because I wanted to see it with my dad. Yeah. And if I called my dad and said, hey, you want to come over and watch a movie? He, you know, he'd call me a fag and hang up. <laughs> But like, is that know, an earring in your right ear, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if it's like, hey, Dad, why don't we go to the movies? Be like, oh, okay, that'll be you know fun or something to do. Like, um, you know, we saw it with Harry Potter. It was because Rachel's huge Harry Potter fan and wants to go see it. And that, like, I'm fine seeing that in the theaters because I know it's going to be good. Right. Um, with Grown Ups with you and me, we had time to kill. Yeah, you know, and it was like the lesser of evils. <laughs> right. I mean, it wasn't like something I'd. It was something I'd heard of, and I was I would have Netflixed, but it wasn't something that I was like, I must see this, you know, opening day. But at the same time, in that scenario where you have time to kill, like, there are worse ways to spend your money than seeing a crappy movie. You know, like, right. I mean, not every movie you see needs to be life changing. You know, there are movies just, that are just like, yeah. all right, I was entertained. That's look fine. at our uh, 1997 movie yeah. going. Yeah, you know, we saw plenty of you know, The Edge. Yeah, is that the I'm gonna kill the bear one? Yeah, yeah. with Alec with Alec Baldwin yes. and uh, uh, a pre Anthony Donaghy, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, and like Elle McPherson or something. Mm. There's some like hot wife in it Probably. or something that she one was, of them tries to steal from the other. She was hot girlfriend du jour. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, my expectations have gotten super high too for movies, and not that I want to see something visually, you know, life changing, but just I want to see a good movie, like I'm, A to I'm, Z good movie. I wonder if, like in in my statement where I said I only really want to see it if it's like something visual or or like you said something with Harry Potter, like I mean something I, you know is going to be good, right? Yeah. Uh, 
I feel like it maybe devalues acting performances. How so? Well, because I'm I don't say, oh, I want to go to the you know Black Swan is supposedly this great, really well acted film, mm-hmm. but I'm not in a hurry to go see that in the theater. I'm not. I don't rush to the theater to see a great acting performance. Oh, I get it. As yeah. much as I do to see something visually stunning. Right. It, yeah, I think it has. Which I consider Natalie Portman to no longer be. Oh, <laughs> now that she's eighteen, um, I I think that it's sad too that like the spectacle of things they're constantly having to one up. I mean, Avatar was a huge hit, so now the next movie is going to have to be four D, you know, eight D or whatever to get people to go to the theaters. And but the article I was reading did talk about that, like that's kind of calming down, which is good. I feel and, like it just started. Right, I mean, it was the the rush to get like everything three D because was it was it the Harry Potter that came out last year? They talked about putting in three D, but the test whatever they did or, or they couldn't be done good enough in time for the release date, so they scrapped plans. Like, here's the thing. Here's how I feel about the Harry Potter movies. I like the Harry Potter movies because I read all the books and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the reason I think the Harry Potter movies are successful is because I don't think the books are all that well written. Uh, the characters are cool and the story mm. is cool, but the writing itself isn't great, which lends itself to more successful films because you're not trying to replace great writing. Right. Um, so they can show the scenery and, and do the characters and everything. Um, the first Harry Potter movie is the best, and it will always be the best, because it focused on showing us this world for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. here's Hogwarts with the staircase that moves around and the people right. in the pictures that talk and the ghosts that... You know, uh, John Cleese and whatever. Now with the movies, like, there's no time for that. They have to get the stuff from right. the books into the movies or people are going to be pissed. Yeah, that's Which good, is why they broke point. this last one into two movies. It's like, there's too much. We have to get the plot in. There's no time for that, like, whimsical play of the background. That's a good point. Like, like in the in Goldfinger, when James Bond gets the car and they, they spend all this time walking around it and it look, it shoots missiles here and this seat's an ejector and this license plate changes and all this stuff and by the later moves it's like oh here's your car guns missiles you know it's all there right you know go for it we'll show it later when it's actually being used as right to but it's doing the but it's the audience isn't going like what they put missiles on a car right. you know right. i feel the same way about um lord of the rings which i also saw with my dad in the theaters because he was a huge fan of that mm-hmm. and the first one i thought was great and because it was this world yeah you'd never seen before mm-hmm. and you know the the way they filmed the Hobbits being supposed to be little and then the right. people being big and the scale and the and the sets. And that, if I'm remembering correctly, was filmed like in New Zealand countryside, mm-hmm. not in front of a green screen. You know, I mean, there was it, yeah. there was like a fire monster and things that, that were CGI'd in, but it was not, you know, that is a, a fantasy book that lends itself to avatar like right. creation and they chose not to do it which i in certain case i mean like right. the, the towers and stuff like that obviously and right like, but i mean but i mean mount doom for the most part i mean yeah. when when you see them walking across a frozen landscape they were really there i'm assuming i, think so. I mean it's kind of like what the what's good about the old star wars is that when they're walking around the sand planet they're in tunisia or whatever right. you know right. walking around in sand um so I really liked the first Lord of the Rings movie. And then the second and third was like, okay, it's not new. Like, I've seen this world before. And there was huge focus on these 
giant battle scenes where thousands of ogres are... Which was very are, CGI, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I all right, all right. You know, it's a video game. You're watching mm-hmm. video game characters fake battle it out. And I remember behind the scenes of some sports movie, they were talking about how, and I can't remember what it was, but they filmed like a small section of crowd and then duplicated that to fill a stadium. For love of the game, perhaps? Perhaps. But they talked about like... You know the or sixty one the facial recognition they could do and like so move people around and make it look uh-huh. more random and whatnot but it was just the same you know which is actually the people. worst part of sports video games they still yes. haven't figured out how yes. to do that well for sports video games exactly yeah because I think I mean it's a minor thing but I think that would add so much to like not have the same guy with the red baseball hat like seven thousand times and right you know. And like every other person, right, you know, you, right. like you know where he's. Oh, going. there's three people who have you know quadruplets. <laughs> there's the kid with the foam finger yeah. again. So I mean, you know, creating people like that, it's one thing if it's in the background of a sports movie, but you know, to create to watch, I wouldn't watch a sports movie that just showed the crowd for 20 minutes, you know, buying popcorn and, and you know doing the wave. I don't want to watch a huge, you know, because the wave is stupid. Because the wave is stupid. <laughs> watch this huge battle scene of of ogres hitting each other with axes and it's all you know fake and i want to see real ogres hit each other with axes (laughs) i want to see real ghosts flying around hogwarts i want to see real cowboys riding in the west with an eye patch pirate cowboys yeah um here's here's (laughs) pirate cowboys pirate ninja cowboys i'm running that down it's been far too long since we wrote a screenplay (laughs) together You'll really like this movie. <laughs> By the way, speaking uh, of movies coming out, I watched the trailer for the new Pirates of the Caribbean. It does not look bad. Oh, Jacob. That's another one. The first one I really liked, and then the other two were like, what? I didn't even see the other two. We saw the first one together. Did we? You so. have a good memory of things like that, because I do not. With, like, Amanda's parents or something. We No, we saw... Um... League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Amanda's oh. parents. And that was horrible. I'm going to say that was their choice. But you know what? It's worth it to be able to remember how crappy that movie was. I feel like. And it had Sean Connery. I think we saw Pirates together also. We might have. Okay. We might have. Um, I like here's, Pirate Cowboys. Here's another... Did you see the... Have you seen the Cowboys versus Aliens? No. It's a... Focus John, more on my a, Pirate Cowboys. It's a John Favreau thing. It's like... I've heard of it. It's like, you know, there's all these... Like an Independence Day movie, mm-hmm. but that takes place in the Wild West. So, like, what if aliens had come, not mm. when it's current, like modern technology, but back then when it was all, like, Wild West? See, it's kind of an interesting idea. And I could see myself liking that. Yeah. Even though it has to do with aliens and spaceships that I assume are, you know... Not real. Computer-generated. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Independence Day. That movie was freaking awesome. Yeah. But so, of course, we were like 15 at the time. But, but so whatever. much of it was actual real things. Like you know? Brent Spiner. Like Brent Spiner being possessed by me, an alien. You give me real Brent Spiner and I'm in. But I mean, it, it was on Earth and, and flying around in fighter ships. And even when they went, and he and Jeff Goldblum went into the mothership, mm-hmm. it was more about them in the cockpit with the cigars and like, oh, I guess this is how it ends, you know, blah, blah. And it wasn't, you know, 30,000 an armada of spaceships flying around zapping lasers at each other, you know? Also that movie? Harvey Fierstein. <laughs> yeah. Remember? He's like Jeff Goldblum's co-worker or right. agent or something. And uh, who's the old guy? Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. I was like, judge someone. But yeah. yeah. Judd Hirsch. 
Judd that Hirsch. was a nice uh, ensemble cast. Judd Hirsch, excellent. Are they dead? Question. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I would say no. Also, good spelling question. Two famous actors named Judd. What are the odds? Yeah, maybe they're related. Probably. Maybe they're father and son. <laughs> Judd Hirsch and Willie <gasps> Nelson. Maybe they're related to the Judds. And Willie Nelson. Like Winona and Emil Hirsch. Ooh, that'd be a good before and after. Winona Judd Hirsch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd prefer Ashley Judd Nelson. Mm. Um, okay, one more thing. Okay. That's wrong with film today. Mm-hmm. The people in the audience. Well, that's that's a given. <laughs> that's but, not but a deterrent. I, I don't attribute that to film. That's right, not right. film's fault. That's society's fault. Um, now I'll get off my high horse. But you can make um, films that don't appeal to. Yeah, I guess that's know, true. You go to you go to Tower Theater and you're probably okay. Right. Press. Which I never do. Anyway. Um, the this there's a new genre of film, and it's like snuff film. Yeah. It's like the uber... Oh, are you being serious? No, oh, okay. like the uber intense horror film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not... It's not okay. And yeah. I, I have a real big problem with it. Like, like Saw? Well, there's there's ones that go even beyond that, I feel like. And right. I think Saw is one of the ones that really pushed it, but... Um, I remember it with the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I remember... And I which I saw in the theaters. This was back when my bar was still set low, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, uncomfortable. It's just grisly. It wasn't like... Like, I love the original Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, which was a... It's it's hard to even call that a slasher film because it was in the 70s and it was more just, you know, the, the looming threat of something. And yeah, now everything is so explicit and visual yeah. and... That's the thing. It's it, you're right. That's exactly what it is, is explicit. Right. Because... Before, I feel like so much of it was implied and not, you know, left to the imagination. And now yeah. it's like, like, have you heard of the movie Hostel? Yes. Do you know what that's about? I know I don't ever want to see it. So it's like these people in Europe backpacking or something and get kidnapped and taken to this hostel or something. And, or they're, they're, these girls go with them and they pretend to hang out at the hostel, but they actually like kidnap them. And basically it's this place where people are kidnapped and taken and... People pay, like businessmen or whoever will come and pay, and they get a person to do whatever they want with. So, like, people who have these, like, effed up ideas of how, of you know, just, like, psychotic thoughts. Like, I want to take a power drill and drill it through this guy's chest. Yeah. Like, that's what they do. Right. No. How is that allowed (laughs) to be in a... And why do you want to watch that? Yeah. It's wrong. There should be, like, at the end of that film, when you come out, there should just be, like, this... Paddy wagon from the insane asylum where all the people that like paid $12 yeah. to go see that just get rounded up and at least get a good 45 minutes of counseling. Have you heard of the human centipede? Yes. That's the worst. Have I talked to you about this? No, but I heard about it. And have you heard the plot of it? Yeah. Okay. The guy like takes these people's car broke down and sews them together ass to mouth. Yes. Yeah. And like he was asked, you know, how did you come up with this idea? And I guess he says, oh, I was thinking one day about, you know, what would be a great punishment for child molesters or something like that. It's like, yeah, right, dude. You are just a sick right. puppy. But then make your movie about someone that goes after child molesters. Right. Because isn't it like, you know, attractive ladies, their car breaks down and they're kidnapped probably. and, I mean, forced into They're probably not that attractive if they agreed to be in this film. Right. Like, who's like, ooh, I want to be in this film where <laughs> my mouth gets sewed to this person's ass and yeah. they poop into my mouth. That, ugh. That's a great career move right there. Come on. <laughs> I don't so, want to rule anything out. It, like, that how, 
Yeah. Yeah. You're putting that on your resume and trying to, you know, yeah. be in true grit I too? Was I don't think so. asshole number three. Yeah. And, I mean, if if I'm going to play a part involving an asshole, it's going to be me, you know. It's going to be autobiographical. It's going to be like Gran Torino. <laughs> and I'm just going to sit on the porch yelling at people or something. Yeah. Shooting Vietnamese people. Yeah. Another movie looks great I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would like that. Do you know what I did see because of you? The Money Pit. Recently? Yeah. Isn't it great? Uh, it's... I, I get it. The house is falling apart. It's, uh... <laughs> it's the same... It's the same joke in different rooms for the first hour and 20 minutes. Okay. Oh, now the staircase fell down. Oh, now the bathtub fell through. Oh, now the kitchen set on fire. I get Tom it. Tom Hanks... Tom Hanks is underrated for physical comedy. Yes. I do enjoy... You know, as much as... And I've said on this podcast... Because he's so much more serious now. Yes. I've said I, I can't stand Tom Hanks. I think he's America's most overrated actor. I enjoy the Tom Hanks of Big, the Tom Hanks of... Joe vs. Volcano. The Money Pit. Eh. No. The Tom Hanks of Bosom Buddies. Yeah. I enjoy early Physical 80s comedy. comedy Tom yeah. Hanks is great. Yeah. He's great. Dying of, dying of AIDS, trapped on a desert island, Tom Not Hanks. Not great. Okay. Not great. How about working at uh, Death Row? Um. Anyways, yeah, money pit, huh? Yeah, it's all right. It's a little struggle to get through. I like the uh, the guy, her like ex lover or whatever. Yes, the European guy. He cracks me up. Wolfgang, whatever. Yeah. And the line that I think you've said before about the "you're always drunk" or something. You're so much less attractive when I'm sober. <laughs> yeah, Thank goodness, it's not that often. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah, I hope I didn't ruin it for you by saying it so many times. No, no, I looked forward to it. I stood up and clapped when they said that line in the movie. I was like, there it is. Joe told me about that. And now I can stop watching it. Let's hope that in 2011 the movies uh, get better and there's more worth going to this theater to see for the sake of the film itself or the story itself and not necessarily... I have a sign that it's not going to be better. Mm. They're making the Smurfs movie in 2011. Oh, God. And Katy Perry's going to be in it. Mm. But, yeah, they just made a Yogi Bear movie. Yeah. Or they made a Garfield movie and... But they, I mean, I guess they were, we're crappy. We're, well, kids like them, I guess. I don't know. Do they though? Oh, Probably. kids like that Kung Fu Panda or something. Uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. They showed a trailer for Kung Fu Panda that was not like. Here's scenes from the movie. It was like, you know, the the panda just wakes up and hits his head or some stupid like uh, physical comedy that's animated, and it was like it, it was like Panda Two. Like, remember when we were a kid and you'd see a trailer and there'd be some built like. The trailer for GoldenEye, there hadn't been a Bond movie in like eight years, and there's this these words on the screen like, the world has changed, but you can still depend on something. And then like the the gun barrel circles mm-hmm. go across and Pierce Brosnan walks out. That was like a great reveal. And and yeah. worthy of a great reveal. And now it's like, you know, Panda. He's <laughs> he's back and he's hungry for eucalyptus or whatever it is. It's like, ugh. You know, it's one that's a, is stupid, but it, I, it's one I remember. It was like, uh, all this technology has gone into it or like it showed the world or something like this. And there was like all these technological stuff. And then it was like a picture of Cartman or something. Yes, I was just the South that. Park movie. Yes. Like, it was dumb, but I remember that being like, all right, that was a cool little like revealing. Yeah, that was okay. But just yeah, it was just gross. The panda thing. There, there. The problem is, there's just there are certain genres of film, like little kid films and these psycho films, that we're just not. There's no way you're gonna convince me that it's gonna that it, that it would be worthwhile at all. Let me give you hope okay. for the future movies oh, because your Smurfs thing was yeah, 
that was a sign it's not going to get better. And in a recent interview with, uh, I don't know if I can call her Academy Award winning, but I'm going to. In a recent interview with Academy Award winner Sigourney Weaver, she said that there may be, for? I don't know, did she even win? I'm just saying that because she's, oh, really? she's an old actress. There may Maybe be a, the, wasn't she in that gorilla movie? Oh, yeah, I bet you. I bet that's what it There was. may be a Ghostbusters 3. Ooh. Uh-huh, see? There's hope. Uh, would all the people still be in it? What? It would have to be, right? Is Ernie Hudson busy? No, but like if you don't have Bill Murray in it, right. it's, it's you know, I'm not watching it for... I assume. Uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis. <laughs> uh, no, I'm... Well, I'm thinking... Annie uh, Potts? What's his name? Shorts? Is that his name? Egon? Who played oh, Egon? Oh. Dion something? What is his name? Uh, uh, nerdy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Egon Spengler was the character name. Right. Will Shorts? No. Anyways, there could be a Ghostbusters 3. Okay. And that gives us hope. Unless it's the Ghostbusters 3 Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I was just, I was just <laughs> gonna say that. <laughs> Unless LaBeouf somehow gets attached to it. And yeah. then it's fucked. I thought of another person to add to my Mount Rushmore of people who I will automatically not see the movie if their name is attached to it, along with LaBeouf and Tyler Perry. Who? Nicholas Cage. Yeah, totally. This new movie he's in, this is not my kind of movie. <laughs> that could be said for anything he's done in the last 12 years. Anything post and you know I The Rock. I support The Rock. And I support Con Air. It was stupid right. and campy, but I liked it. I could eat. I'm, I'm out. Gone in 60 seconds? Nope. Okay. No. Yeah. No. Mm, I didn't yeah. even like the National Treasure movies. I didn't even see them. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hope the movies get better. Okay. Prediction: How many movies will you see in the theater this year? Uh, I'm gonna stick with three. I'm gonna go over. Okay. I'll say four to five. Now you're just gonna call me every week. Be like, hey, let's go to the movie. <laughs> let's go see True Grit again. <laughs> Ooh, I would. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's podcast. That's podcast.